I'm Rosie. And I'm Wendy. And you're listening to Spilling La Sopa, a podcast about real Latinas, real conversations, real chistosas. Hola a todos nuestros listeners. Welcome back to season two of Spitting La Sopa. We are back from the dead. <laughs> We're back. Excited to be back. And it's been so long since we recorded that I got a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, a little jittery. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. it's the two coffees I had this morning, but I'm like, yeah. Yeah. there's no actual audience here. Just my little chihuahua Coco, and she's totally like born and asleep. <laughs> but, but, but I'm still nervous. <laughs> Give us time, Coco. Give us time. I know. Yeah. So we all took a we took a little small break, but we are back, and we're happy and nervous to be back to season two, spilling the sopa. Uh, we have so many great episodes ahead of us. Well, we think that we have a lot of great episodes for you all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today, one of the topics that we've been wanting to discuss uh, is. Friendship Because I mean We are like in our 30s Early 30s I personally think That as we get older It could be more difficult To like you know Make friends uh, Con otras mujeres But also like Maintain our friendships Especially during the pandemic Where we got Kind of used to like being alone um and so anyway so one of the reasons we started this podcast was because well we felt like we could be real with one another as amigas because sometimes you know there are amigas that you may not feel so comfortable sharing everything with and being judged and so anyways we wanted to talk about amigas today so let's dish about amigas y rivales ah, i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but and you know what you know what's what's interesting is that i like i just feel like you know we just started our our season two and we've been like you know laying back for some for some time now which was totally needed but then i, I like how money said was like business first like, <laughs> come on let's jump into this episode <laughs> i'm just excited to talk about this topic i actually um just got back from a trip so I took a little vacation with my girlfriends, and these are my girlfriends from college, right, from undergrad. And so shout out to UCR, CSP. Woo! Woo! Um, and it was just nice, you know, like this group of friends, um, we have been taking a trip. Like we get together to take it. We live in, in different places, and we get together and take a trip at least once a year, um, excluding the pandemic, of course. But so this was our first trip like that we resumed with like the larger group, which was really nice. Like I forgot what it's like to to just like be surrounded by by my circle, you know, and like be supported. Like I have friends here, but just like having a big group of people like uh, like minded people all in the same place and like coming in with like similar energy, like excited to see each other, um, excited to hang out. Like it was really refreshing and and um you know, I, I talked to my boyfriend one of the days that I was gone and he was like, you know, are you having fun? How's your trip? And I was like, I'm having so much fun. I was like, I forgot what it's like to travel with girls. Mm. Like women that were partying, then we're dancing and then somebody's crying and then we're in a deep conversation. <laughs> and then we like and then it, and then we keep it going. And it's just like yeah. awesome, you know, like made mm -hmm. me feel very fuzzy inside and very mm. fortunate um, to be able to, you know, still tap into that group of friends. But I think, um, you know, I think it is harder to make friends like in our 30s, like you mentioned, mm. Mari, like I think it's harder to connect with people. And I'm not sure like necessarily why that is, you know, like if maybe because, you know, like we don't or I don't have school anymore. So I'm, I'm not like interacting with new people in that way. Um, I work in HR, as you all know, so I can't get too friendly <laughs> with colleagues just because of the nature of the beast, you know. So um, I don't have that many spaces where like I interact with new people where I could, would really like you know, could build a friendship with someone, I guess. It's Kala Rosie's being Toby. Toby from... from the <laughs> I was like, I'm Toby, bro. Toby. I am Toby. Aww. She's Toby. Oh, <laughs> so I'm Toby, Toby, but if Toby were cool. Uh, <laughs> Toby. And, and not losing his hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Toby. I got a full head of head, girl. I got a full head of head. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> like, gracias, gracias uh, Genes. Your, your jeans. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. Because the, the hair jeans on my dad's side of the family, we... You know, but that's what, usually what they typical say? for men. Yeah, I mean, for men, but also, you know, it it could happen sooner than later. Could, okay, yeah. well, don't say yeah, that. Somebody true. knock on wood. I don't have real yeah. wood next to me. I see, I see a little ball spot on your head right now. What? Might as well <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is Anyways. just my little crease because I have my little pelo to the side. Whatever, bitch. <laughs> She's like, it's un remolino. Ay, mi remolino. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, I I I agree that you know. 
first of all, I agree with Ro- what Rosie's saying about her, her UCR friends. Those ladies are pretty magical. I've had the privilege to take a trip with them in the past and they are, you know, they come together and they combust into pure glitter. <laughs> they, they're, they're pretty, pretty cool to be around those ladies. But yeah, I, I do think that it is a little bit more difficult or a lot more difficult when you get older um, with making friends. And I've, you know, every time I, I really like meeting people and, and, you know, inviting them to my circle, that doesn't, that, that's not um, always a positive thing or a positive experience because then you, you know, some of my friends have said like, why do you always pick up strays, you know? <laughs> and, and, it's just, and I think like my efforts are always just to be like, yes, everybody, welcome, come, come, come. But some people just don't know how to treat good things well, you know? And I feel like maybe this is where I was going, but I think that at some point because of our bad experiences, like we become sort of jaded. You know, mm-hmm. and we become mm-hmm. like more more guarded about letting pe- new people in because of past bad experiences. So we we end up generalizing like, you know, we, we might have like a generalized view of like, you know, good people don't exist. People there's people that always want something from you, you know, mm-hmm. and then you begin to kind of lose faith in, in humanity or lose like that hope. And also Drake does not help with that one song. No new friends. No new friends. I knew you were <laughs> going to bring that up. I've never heard it. You never heard it. Wow, money. You got to get out from under your rock. Dude, buddy. it was like a whole thing on social media for a long time. Really? No new friends. Wendy what? was all mad about it. Yeah. She like broke that song down, that statement down. And she was like, that is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is hard to make new friends, I think. Because I think as we get older, right, we're all so, so like... Um, just used to the people that we're, we've been with. So when somebody new comes along, it's kind of like, who are you and what do you want? And like Rosie, I mean, not Rosie, Wendy always says that like, I get jealous of like new people that come in, like that they're her friends. And I'm like, who the heck is this girl? And why are you talking to Wendy like that? She's my best friend. Like, you know, but then yeah. I get to know them. And I'm like, okay, okay, she ain't that bad. Okay, cool. You can be her friend, Wendy. They're like, better me. So, uh, but it is hard. It's, I think especially living in LA, I know you li- ladies live in the Bay Area, but in LA, we don't really walk anywhere, right? We we drive for everything and you drive and you drive to work. And then after work, you drive back home or you drive to Starbucks and you probably do drive through. So there's really not a lot of time to like even make new friends unless Wendy pick us, picks up a stray, right? And she brings them along <laughs> to the party. Like, oh, this is my friend. I'm like, oh, hello, so-and-so. So, so Marty, you're insinuating that you make friends by just walking around and talking to people well no but that's what i imagine happens like in new york right like people are walking <laughs> and they're like oh hi oh. Oh, yeah. i dropped my coffee okay, oh okay. let me help you and then oh cool you want to hang yeah. out okay now it's cool like you made a new friend and i feel like in la you don't have time to make new friends like that unless you are at work right it's a new coworker or a friend of a friend but it's really hard to make new friends or the gym pub you know but it's funny i don't i don't like making friends at the gym i feel like at the gym like if i go because i don't go often but when i go it's like okay i'm here for for business y luego ya a la casa bañar porque hey. se toda roja you know es que se cree la marisol se cree bien uh carry Ah, I want to be carried for sex in the <laughs> yeah, city. Like I want to like live like somewhere where I can walk, and I'm like, oh hi, new friends. And I know you are. You're totally also- carried right now, dude. You're dating that carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's Aiden. Oh my god, oh my god, Aiden. I love Aiden. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. Backtracking a little bit. It sounds like you've never been in New York. If you spill your coffee on someone, they're not like, <laughs> yeah. oh, can I help you pick it up? <laughs> Te mandan a la chingada. <laughs> you know what? I did I did go to New York and that's actually how we were kind of treated. <laughs> so, no. But, um, yeah. yeah, it is also harder, I think. What do you ladies think about maintaining your friendships at 30? Um, or, you know, after 30, do you think it's harder to maintain the friendships that you have built? I kind of want to go back to that that jaded point of view, right? I think that, you know, we start to, at some point, we might take things for granted. Like we don't, we put, mm-hmm. we don't put in a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if, well, if she, like, I've heard a lot of friends say this, like, well, if she doesn't text me, I'm not going to text her. I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. please get out of yourself and just text. Right. Like, I think one of the biggest things that I wish to, you know, give the audience with, with, with this podcast was to like model, you know, just model what it's like to just have conversations and really reach out. Right. It, it's not about, you know, people not reaching out first. It's about you having that courage and really breaking out of that norm that if somebody doesn't talk to me I'm not going to talk to them like okay no like reach out some people we some people don't have those skills like I know I didn't because I did grow up in a home where my mom didn't you know 
uh, model, you know, behaviors that would cultivate friendship. So I, I really lacked like sending a message, a text message, like, Hey, how are you? Hey, what's up? Hey, let's set up a dinner. I lacked those, those skills. So when I had a friend and, you know, I thank her so much, sending her a lot of love. She was like, Hey dude, like you rarely text me. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey dude, like you, you never check in on me. Like, that's not okay. Um, and, Ever since she put that into my awareness, now I, like, I actually have to make a conscious effort to, like, reach out. Like, oh, shit, you, even if I got to put it as a reminder, like, in the next five minutes, you will focus on sending messages to the the people that you actually care about. Um, And I do. I say, hey, how are you? How are you doing? What's up? Like, set something up to, like, hang out with them. Like, if those are things that you didn't grow up with Mm -hmm. and you have no practice with, you got to. You got to practice so they can start becoming like second nature. Yeah, I think that's a really good practice because I, I, I do think it's harder to maintain friendships like now. Partially because I'll, at least I'll say, right, like early 30s, people in my circle, uh, when we met in college, we were all young, wild and free, you know, and now mm-hmm. we're not that not as young, not as free, not still as wild. free. <laughs> so we're wild. still really wild. <laughs> Um, but no, but you know, like now some of my friends are wives. Um, now there's babies in our circle, right? Our circle's growing by, by a few, a few little babies. And so priorities are different. Right. And we get caught in like the, we get caught in the routine, right? Like the every day in and day out. And so it's easy to like forget to check in on, on friends, especially like people that you don't see very often, or even if it's people you see kind of often, like you, it's less of a urgency to check in because you're like, well, I just saw her like two weeks ago. Like she looked right. fine, you know, <laughs> oh, we <laughs> yeah. had coffee. So again, um, but I, and then I also think like making a new friendship, like a solid new friendship is is a little difficult because you have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're, that's not always comfortable. I feel like that part in and of itself is a little bit harder and a little bit easier at the same time. Yeah. Like now I'm more comfortable with with who I am as opposed to like how comfortable, you know, like being as comfortable in my twenties. And so now like, I'm okay with like, you know, sharing. I'm like, Oh, well, this is me. This is, this is what I like. This is blah, blah, blah. Like that comes easier to me, but also like really building those like deep connections and like having deep conversations is a little difficult with new people. Right. In general. That's true. I like that you, you brought that up, Rosie, because most of my friends, I've known them since I was like 10 like since I was young, whether I think the last friend, like true, true friend I made was in graduate school. And um, I've been out of graduate school for almost like 10 years. So like most of my circle are people that I have known for like 15, 10 to plus years. So it is hard to make new friends because like, you're right, you do have to be vulnerable and you have to like share your whole, ex- not your whole experience, but you have to build on that. And as we are older, we are busier. So it's harder to build on that when, you know, your friends that you've had for a long time, well, they already know most of you, you don't have to share all of these things again. Um, so I agree with that. Um, so why are we friends as Soperas? Like what brought us together and like in terms of like each other, like what do we like about each other? Why why did we choose to maintain these friendships? Yeah, when when I think about this specific question, the way like I, I'd, I'd want to rephrase it because it helps me like answer better is what what gifts come from my friendships with like mm. with you two. So I'll I'll go first, Mani. I'll I'll say what I get from you, but outside of a headache, not joking. <laughs> jerk her face, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that that you know, Marisol has brought a lot of like support and and genuineness. Like she's a very very supportive person, and she's pretty genuine too. So I I believe that she's probably one of my one and only friends one one of maybe i have a handful of friends that i can be completely honest what i would say if, if i could put him in a hierarchy money would be the first person because i you know we have built this relationship where i could tell her like i am so annoyed that this happened that you did this and specifically with her not just annoyed about regular stuff you know outside of our relationship but just our relationship together is like me being able to say that to her is because she's cultivated that with me and being genuine with me and she returned the same thing to with uh towards me as well um but i think that obviously in the in the moment if if we are heated and we're like i we disagree and and i'm upset with her she's upset with me she we don't readily take each other's feedback but with time we kind of chew on that feedback like oh okay i I can you know can see how this was bothering her or you know or vice versa but i think that 
that's just so important to me. Like, I don't, I can't imagine a relationship or a friendship that doesn't have disagreement um, and that doesn't have, like, the, that communication component, like, talking about it and at the end of the day still, like, respecting each other and, and loving and having care for each other. So she's that, like, that, that one friend that I can, I could, uh, there's no pelos in my lengua when I talk to Marisol. <laughs> Even if it's like, do you always do this or something like that? Or this happened or, uh, you know, telling her something really embarrassing. And, you know, I would tell her because there's no pelos in la lengua. So that's what I get, Marisol. You have waxed the pelos from my, my lengua off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she's also really hilarious. So she's a little, she's a little baddie. <laughs> um, and then I think my, my, my friendship with Rosie She's that total Libra, man. She's a Libra, so she's a total like life referee for me. Like, dude, like, <laughs> a referee, like, she's the referee, dude. Because if I'm like going wild in the head about something, like some shit that happened, or you know, or some events that happened, example, I talked about the whole line rager thing. Like, when if somebody's like cutting <laughs> me, and I could tell Rosie, like, oh, that li-. Rosie will ground me, like. Hey, 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 you're fucking, you have blinders on, you know, <laughs> she's like the referee for a lot of stuff for me. And, you know, she, she provides a lot of clarity. So I think that that's super important for me to have that is like that person that like really, really helps you like see things for what they are, as opposed to dumping more fucking gasoline <laughs> into the fire. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck that person. You know, like she's just like, hey, hey, hold on, you know. So, yeah, like I think um, Rosie and Marisol, we definitely have different dynamics um, when it comes to like being upset with Rosie. I think I, I it's like 80 percent there. And then the other the other percentage, I'm still like, oh, is it OK to save it up? Probably because her RBF, you know, <laughs> her resting bitch face. Oh, like with RBF. I'm like, hey, yeah. You're like, should I I'm tell like, her or will exactly, she beat me up? Hey, oh, I my know, God. Yeah, she's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she got a headbutt me. She's not. <laughs> You know, um, but I think it's getting, you know, it's getting to that space. Or who knows, it might not get to that space, right? Because this might be just a special thing that I have with Marisol. But I do think that overall, it, it is like a sister-hermana friendship. Like, we're definitely soul sisters. And then I treat you guys like my sisters. Oh. Yeah. And and you treat your sisters like, like, you fight with your sisters all the time, right? Like, with my sibling. Right. Like, we used to fight all the time. Now, less because we're, we're older. But with siblings, like, you fight all the time over like nonsense like why did you take the control like and then you get in a whole argument and it makes no sense but that's just like how comfortable you are like being able to fight about a control as opposed to like no no have a control you know like you know you're all scared of your sibling I think it boils down to like the qualities that you admire or like that you seek in a friendship right because there are friends that there's there are friends that I'm like okay I'm pissed and give me the gas like gas me up girl I'm pissed (laughs) tell me tell me I'm right but there's also like, you know, friends that uh, I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'm tripping. Like, mm. I just need a, a sounding board. I need someone to like Sound. let me know, am I crazy? Does this sound like? How does this sound to you? Because I'm in my feelings about this, and I, I need like some clarity, right? Like yeah. you said, Wendy. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, like conflict is normal, and and dialogue is normal, and I think that's something that I'm um learning. And like some of that has been through the friendship with you, Wendy, like learning that it's okay to say like, hey, that like rather than just being a bitch, you know, like I can say like, hey, that you kind of crossed my line. Like you, my line was was here and you took that shit out a mile ago. Like I'm, I'm you know, I'm having some, like, some thoughts and some feelings. And I'm just going to eat all your cereal now. <laughs> but, but that's not like c- cultural, right? You know mm. what I'm saying? Like I didn't learn how to do that. I didn't learn that skill set, right? Because it was like... Right. If I was upset with my parents or or with a family member, like you respect your elders and mm-hmm. I, I didn't say anything. And also like some dynamics that you observe in, in family, right? Like my mom's mad at her sister, but she won't tell her why. She'll tell me mm-hmm. why or, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever, like, for, for example. Um, but I don't think that it's so normalized to mm-hmm. I think like everyone's trying to save face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've been in a situation where I'm like, you know what? I'm so mad that like fuck that I'm not even gonna talk to that person anymore like I just cut shut down mm-hmm. and that's like that one that's not healthy too that's not like that's not a mechanism that an adult should be you know applying to real life situations mm-hmm. and so I think like the qualities that I seek in a friendship now are different than maybe like mm. the qualities that I was looking for in a friend like in my, in my early 20s and I think a lot of it boils down to like something really simple like just good people mm-hmm. right like I don't 
want to be friends with someone who's like mean, yeah. nasty, racist, shit talking. Like that's not the kind of like I don't want to associate myself with those people. Like at the at bottom line is like I want to be friends with people who are nice, like who have a good heart, you know, mm-hmm. who have like best intentions at heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why like when you mentioned like, oh, like, you know, before you would just cut somebody off. But I think as you get older, you do end up cutting so many people off who are mean, who are nasty, who keep doing the same nasty things to you. Right. And so that's why your circle also get smaller as you get older but now as we get older let's pretend that Wendy McAimal whatever I'm not just gonna cut her off I think she is worth dialogue she's worth confronting and saying like you know what what you did was kind of shitty but I fucking love you and like I'm not gonna let that shittiness like you know just cut you off because of that so let's talk about it so that it doesn't happen again or you know maybe I was shitty to you and you know maybe that's what spiraled the whole thing but I think like my friendships now are are worth saving um even mm-hmm. si te hacen cosas because most of the time like you said Rosie like I feel like I am surrounded by good people and at times good people sometimes do things that you know unintentionally not necessarily to hurt you it's like mm-hmm. no lo pensaste and so I'm willing to like still like hey what you did well why did you do that first of all right the person might not even be aware like that that bothered you you're like oh I didn't even know that that bothered you so there are things that like sometimes I'm just like I'm just gonna let go of it you know what? It doesn't really matter. Like, mm. it's not even worth, like, bringing up and making that tension with that friend. And there are things that I'm like, no, I need to address it because I don't want to resent her or him and and hate them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I, I agree with both of you. I, You know, one of the, the things that I like to do is that instead of, like, putting on, like, a, this is a good person versus this is a bad person. Mm. Like, I really do. I really try my best to see it as, like, health uh, functional versus dysfunctional coping skills. Right. Like. Some people are doing things that are functional and, and they're working and, they're, and, and the reason why I say functional is that they're helping other people also be like functional people, right? Mm. But then there's people that are dysfunctional that are doing dysfunctional things that, that pretty much break break you down at your heels, right? Like adding more gasoline to something is something <laughs> dysfunctional. It's not putting, it's not, you know, putting out the fire. It's creating more chaos, mm. right? So I think that, you know, as as we get older and we learn more about ourselves and the things that we do as dysfunctional practices, and and I at least can say I only know what I'm doing as a dysfunctional practice through really good friends that tell me, like, when you do this, this is how, this is why it's creating chaos, then it helps me modify these things into more functional behaviors, right? So I think that, you know, it is... It is always worth talking about, you know, and you know, with somebody that you really care about and seeing if they can hold that, you know, feedback and kind of see what they do with the feedback. Mm. Um, but also it's it, it has to be a two-way street, right? Like we, you know, if, if you're going to offer feedback, then be ready to receive feedback too, right? And see how, what can I do to make this a more functional relationship for me? But it's definitely, you know, difficult, right? Especially if some of these dysfunctional behaviors you have viewed as functional most of your life because they've allowed you to survive right and you know get you to fucking in your 30s right or even older right so yeah I think it's just like kind of peeling back that onion and really you know doing it with people that you trust and and really trust that we're we're all here to kind of walk each other right I think I posted Mm -hmm. something like that in my in my Instagram like we're all here just walking each other Mm -hmm. home and I think that ties into like something that Mari mentioned earlier. Mari, you said something like, well, some some friendships, like you lose friendships, right? Like you start cutting out people who like don't, uh, you know, fit your idea of like this friendship is still serving me. And I think that leads to the question like, like who's worth your maintenance, right? Like mm. who, what friendships are worth your maintenance? Like Mari's mentioning, I think my friendships now are worth the maintenance, like work and worth investing the time and effort. And like, how do you do that, right? Like, how do you maintain a friendship beyond just like reaching out mm-hmm. i feel like during the pandemic everybody stopped reaching out like in the beginning everybody was doing zoom parties right like oh let's connect mm-hmm. like i remember i would go to one of my friend's house and it was so dumb but i would literally stay in my car and she would go to her yard and she would have her little chair in her yard and we'd be talking across <laughs> from each other mm-hmm. me in my car and her in her chair because we thought we had covid but we oh. didn't <laughs> obviously we're home but just that right the f- and then i would um to my other friend i would take her, i would go to trader joe's i would do a trader joe's run and i'd be like hey do you need anything and then I would take her flowers right and she'd Mm -hmm. be like oh like so just like doing little things like that um like last night I went to dinner with one of my friends I hadn't seen her since like September you know and then she brought me flowers and I'm like oh like that's sweet like that she thought of me in that way and I think that's what 
kind of like I think Bomba yes, um, the other day, she's like, hey, how are you? I haven't talked to you in a minute, like besides the podcast stuff. She's like, I need to water my friendships like a plantita so that it can grow. And I'm like, oh, that is so cute. That's true. Because I think we we do the podcast now that we sometimes even forget to just check in with individually. Like, hey, Rosie, how, how are you? And hey, Wendy, how are you? That we're always checking in with each other as the group. But I think the check-ins and, and just... Um, my love language is spending quality time with people. So I love being able to get together, whether it's individually in our group. And I think my second love language is um, gifts. So like I'll buy like, like again, I go to Trader Joe's. Oh, no, no, girl, I got you. Like you need bread or you need, okay. Or let me get some flowers for my friend. Or I'm at Target. I'm like, oh, so-and-so would really like this. Let me buy it for, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think that's just how I show my my love and that you're in my brain. Like, hey, I saw this ice cream and I remember you like love it. And so here, here's my, here's your ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how I like maintain my friendships. But mainly that I think the checking in and I do have some friends and mainly my, one of my cousins and I tell her this all the time, like she never texts. And so when she texts, I'm like, oh my God, ¿Qué pasó? ¿Quién se murió? Like what happened, right? And I have had that conversation like, okay, what if like check in with me? What if I'm like dead? She's like, I know you're not dead because I see you on Instagram. And I'm like, still like a little check in of how are you? Like what yeah. if I'm depressed? Nobody knows if I'm depressed just because I'm putting things on Instagram doesn't mean I'm literally okay, mm-hmm. right? And so I think check-ins go a long way of just like, how are you? Like how was your day? How's your mental health? Yeah. You just brought back another thought I had earlier about social media. Like, does social media facilitate friendships or does it mm. create more distance? And, and you know, one of the reasons why I thought it might do both is because people feel like they're seeing us on Instagram. You're you're seeing what they're up to. They're mm-hmm. liking the picture or they're, like, you know, sending, you know, little 100s or fires <laughs> or whatever. Clapping signs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so then that also might feel like interaction, mm-hmm. right? But but then but then later you see the person and then it, it feels like kind of odd because ya se, ya se enfrió la tortilla, dude. Like, <laughs> right. Or, or you're seeing the friendship and like, oh, I'm going through a divorce. What? Like, weren't you just like posting that you're so happy? Like, how did it like? Because you forget to check in because you're like, oh, they're fine. They're fine. They're clearly like posting cute little, yeah. you know, things. Mm-hmm. That is so funny because that's so true. Right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, outside of like 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 the check-in piece, you remind me about it, this person that I met at the gym. And I was at that space, like no longer, no longer taking uh, new friends. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I am overwhelmed you know, by friendship right now. I was overwhelmed by friendships because I was, you know, it was around during the pandemic time and mm. And you're right, people, I feel like people started to feel the, the weight of their mental wellness. And when you're giving, exerting, you know, energy outside of you, then, then you know, it, it's obviously like neglecting, you know, energy for yourself. Mm. So I'm I'm wondering if, if, you know, when people stopped reaching out during COVID is because they were exerting so much energy to, to kind of stay afloat for, the, for their own mental wellness and trying to put that energy back on themselves. But anyway, some, some lady at the gym... She was trying to be friends and I was like, nope, like I'm not taking any new friends. Right? Get in line. But, but you know, she actually, I was very impressed with her and, 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 this, and it just reminded me right now was that she actually reached out to me and was very direct and was like, you know, I, I really like you. And I would really like to do, I would like to know what it would take to build a friendship with you. Like she, mm-hmm. fuck, she just told me directly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that really like pulled my ears. Like, you know, like, oh, she was like, pay attention to me. I really want a friendship with you. And we're in our 30s. So I just respected that so much. And then I really also was like, let me reciprocate and make an effort to really hang out with her when she, and when she asks you know, if what what I'm up to, you know, mm. in the weekend or whatever. So I started to do that. And she's actually a really cool person. But I just wanted to say that, too, is like that is another way to like actually, you know, make friends. Like I would really like to build a friendship with you. It's mm-hmm. just as fucking as direct as you can be. And that's pretty brave. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very courageous. Yeah. Very, very courageous. Yeah. I know. I was like, oh, shit. OK. But that's good because we do, you know, sometimes we are so just set with our friends because, you know, we're so used to them that we don't want mm-hmm. any new friendship. But it's good to get that extra perspective of a new friend to be able to like tell you things that maybe one of your friends may not feel comfortable telling you or showing you. Right. Maybe this becomes like your travel buddy or your mm-hmm. friend that you do. I don't know, like the things you don't do with your friends. And like I have friends that I do certain things with, too. Right. Like, OK, like this is my travel buddy. I mean, I travel with a lot of people, but like I travel. This is my travel buddy. This this is my friend that I like bomba for me, for you. I think we kind of, I forgot to kind of answer that question. But like, I know, answer the question. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> I know. People get so mad at me because like we're, con- we're we're in one conversation, then we go into another, and then they're like, "Wait, you never finished telling me?" I'm like, "Oh my god, okay, so let me tell you." But um, for for like, wait, what was the point? Oh yeah, <laughs> answering the question. Mm. Oh, I'm very sorry. um, for me, like Wendy, like you ground me, right? Like you are that person, and kind of like you said about me, I think that I can tell you anything, and then you wouldn't judge me. Like, if I tell you, I always say this joke, and I've never had syphilis, but I always say this. Like, if I got syphilis, I would tell Wendy, I'm like, oh, my God, Wendy got syphilis. And she'd be like, okay, well, did you go to a doctor? Did you get antibiotics? Like, whatever, right? And she wouldn't judge me. She wouldn't be like, from who? I told you to stop sleeping around, right? Like, that's sometimes you get those friends who would probably judge you and say that. So for me, Wendy is that person that I can just tell her. And then she'll ground me, kind of like you said too, Rosie. So that's funny that, you know, Wendy plays that for both of us who will just kind of ground mm-hmm. you, but also just tell you how it is without that judgment feeling of, of feeling judged, which is really helpful because a lot of the times, a lot of people sometimes keep things to their sel- to themselves because they're just like, oh, well, if I tell my friend, she's going to see me in a different light um, or I don't even want to go there and because then she might cut me off, right? I have um, like friends who sometimes, you know, they're in a relationship and they, you know, they get cheated on, whatever. And then they tell you and you get so angry and they get back with that person and you're like, what the hell? And, and some people are like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with her anymore because I keep telling her to stop getting with that guy and she keeps doing so. So I'm just going to cut her off because I'm just done with her. And I feel like that sucks. That's like your amiga, right? You're there in the good times, the bad times, the times that she's mensa the time you know and that's your goal to bring her back to the reality or support her along with it and just help her be healthy with her partner whatever that might be and rosie rosie and i we we've known each other for a long time but we've never really known each other if that makes sense right like it was more like oh my my friend brought her and cool she's cool you know is she like you know <laughs> i think that at the beginning i was like oh my god like the resting bitch face like wendy eventually <laughs> me va a pegar no me, me va a chingar like i better not say this because she's <laughs> not gonna think it's funny yeah i would compare you to like jenny rivera rosie <laughs> like, like you would be like hey, hey paren con sus pendejadas <laughs> you know but i think you're in our podcast you know i've gotten to really get to know you and you are that type of person who also brings me and Wendy back I think too like okay mm-hmm. stop let's get to business <laughs> and you do that so good like not even like disrespectfully or like you just you, you just bring us back to reality I think and I think maybe that's one of the qualities that uh, your other friends because uh, we share a mutual friend and obviously she speaks highly of you Sometimes not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she does all the time. Hey. Uh, no, just kidding. No. <laughs> um, and so now I see that, right? Like I, when she would say like, oh, she's this. I'm like, oh, but it's, I mean, me da como que, she, como que me va a pegar. She's like, no. And I'm like, okay. Oh and I've got it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the El face you're making. Va a pensar que soy pleitera. I'm just, soy <laughs> no, seria. No. Yeah, soy, soy seria. seria. Uh-huh. You know, like, <laughs> soy payasa, pero también soy 100. No, soy 100. Mm-hmm. I think I said this in another episode that I didn't expect Rosie to sometimes crack me up the way she does because it's unas cosas and I'm like, wow, like I would never have thought that Rosie would say that. And I love it. Mm-hmm. And I- I'm so glad that I am getting to know you because I think you're one of the um, newest friendships that I have. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, we should take a trip, all of us. Ah, just kidding. But anyway, yeah. Um, I don't know, Manny. I've heard I've heard some things about traveling with you. I don't know. Hey. It's because Wendy's been special. It's so funny <laughs> because the other day I was literally talking. Oh. <laughs> I was literally talking to one of my friends though. And Speaking Wendy, you know who this friend is because she's my friend since we were like 10. So you know who I'm uh-huh. probably talking about. And we've traveled. And it's so mm-hmm. funny because I was like, uh, we were talking about this story about how we always go into cuentitas mm-hmm. I'm like okay I'll get this round and then she gets this round and she's like okay I'll buy you this and I'll buy you that and later on we're like hey so how much do I owe you and she's like okay como aquí como dos pesos acá son tres okay me debes como siete pesos you know what fuck this like no vamos a hacer cuentitas right because then it gets all crazy anyways I was telling her like oh yeah we haven't traveled in a long time she's like yeah and she's like we travel so well I'm like I've never gotten in a fight with you when we travel or in a disagreement huh she's like no and I'm like, that is weird because me and her, like, we are both so st- stubborn. We're Sagittarius. So everything we say, we're like, mm, no, that doesn't sound right. And yes, estamos. But when we traveled, we've actually never, ever fought or, like, disagreed. We just kind of go along with each other's madness, which is very interesting mm-hmm. because most of the time madness. people don't like going along with my madness. They're like, nah, nah, nah. That's the, that's the best way to describe it. Every time I've traveled, <laughs> it's, madness. Marisol, it's madness. <laughs> madness. I'm like, okay. I give up. I give up. Yeah, dude. Like everybody has an a different idea of like success, right? So for using travel as an example, like 
we were just talking about vacation, right? Wendy's like, on vacation, I like to lay on the beach. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do nothing. I want to sunbathe and I want to mm-hmm. be on a beach. And mm-hmm. I'm like, when I go on vacation, I'm like, I want to rage for like a day or two. And yes. then I want to relax. But that's like what I want to do. And if there's a museum that I can check out, even better. Like everyone has an idea of like what a successful like trip is. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. the the key to traveling with people is one, setting your expectations. Talking about it low, beforehand. Right? No, like by oh. low, I mean like don't have an itinerary to the T because the bigger mm. the group, the harder it is to coordinate. Oh, yeah. So when I travel with like friends, I'm like, okay, there's three things that I want to do on this trip. I want to see this thing. I want to go to this place and I want to go eat this food. And I don't care what order, what day they happen, as long as we can like somehow work that into the trip. And so it's like a a mix of this is what I want to do, right? Because it's also my vacation. I paid for this just like Mm -hmm. everybody did. (laughs) And like compromising, right? Like negotiating, like just Mm. being open to kind of going with the flow. Literally what you do with any relationship, right? You compromise a lot of the time, right? Yeah. But I'll go ahead and answer the question because I I don't think I... I I think I tried, but I may not have gotten all the points. So (laughs) I think like, you know, one of the things that I value the most about my friendship with Wendy or just Wendy as a person is that like, yeah, I could tell her anything and I don't feel judged, right? And being a private person, which I've mentioned ad nauseum now, that's hard, right? Because I don't share or I wouldn't share a lot of myself with people, Like, I I had this idea that people can only hurt you if you give Mm. them something, Mm. right? If you give them something to hurt you with. And so that Mm -hmm. played itself out in a lot of different ways. And But it also kept me from, like, developing maybe, like, real intimacy with friendships, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think, like, being Wendy's roommate and just, like, uh, you know, going through life with Wendy for a couple of years, like... She's so comfortable with herself and with who she is and with growth and with the like ugly parts of growth as well as like the good ones that it made me more open like, oh, you know, like this is okay. And so it it made me more comfortable with just dialogue in general, Mm -hmm. like, you know, which shouldn't be so hard. But for me, it was. And then Mari, Mari came with the package Mari came with the package. Um, and But like, you know, like you said, Mari, like we, we've known each other for a long time. Like we've, you know, like, hi, hello, whatever for a long time. But I think now we're getting to like know each other on a deeper level. And like, yeah, this is probably one of the most recent, like one of the newest friendships that that I have, like in my, you know, in, as an adult, as a grown up. Um, and so, you know, Mari's like really funny. I think very lighthearted. Um, also, I see, you know, what Wendy says, she's like very genuine. Um, And I think those are all like, those are all qualities that I appreciate in a person. Yeah. And then, so we're talking about like what, you know, what helps build a strong friendship or Mm. like, what are the qualities that you look for in friendship? What are some like friend deal breakers, right? Like Mm. what are some reasons that you would cut off a friendship? Like we know as we go through life that some friendships don't serve you anymore, right? Like, and it's not necessarily like a bad thing. It's not like, Mm. oh, we got in a fight and we just never made up. It's like Mm -hmm. people's lives are changing, right? People's priorities are changing. And then also we change, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, what are some reasons that, you know, you would say like, oh, well, this friendship isn't really working out for me anymore. Hmm. Your non-negotiables, as they would call it my in my counseling program. Your non-negotiables. No. When I was in my counseling program, that's one of the things that they had us do. Like, what are your non-negotiables in a relationship? And it could be any relationship. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. like a romantic mm-hmm. relationship as no. we think of relationships. So. Yeah, I think for me, like my, my super like hands down, there's no negotiation is um, like anybody that is explosive. Mm. and aggressive and name calling Mm. like I've had you know a relationship where the person got so upset about minor feet like minor like super minor and it was um and the person was like boom exploded and it's like fuck you blah 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 blah. you this you that what about and then all that all that stuff Rosie was talking about like you get people will only like how did you put it they use it to hurt you yeah they'll use it against you like if you give enough information Mm -hmm. so if if you know i've had experiences where they're like you know minor minor small things and that again goes back to me saying like people's coping skills like that person's capacity to cope with me setting a boundary was so um small that it was they resorted to name calling and becoming aggressive and that is a complete non like I have completely shut it down for for relationships that 
have like insulted me yeah and um and and cussed at me because not only does it trigger me right like i grew up in in a home like this right where and and that's by no means is comfortable like you know some people say like you've normalized it like i don't i don't think i ever normalized that and and even in in dating relationships anybody that like yelled at me and and you know cussed at me i was like i'm i'm we need to like and this this is not some somebody that i care to enter entertain or have any grace for i don't have mm-hmm. any that's the best word to say i have no grace mm-hmm. for people that become aggressive and and um, volatile you. yeah and volatile towards me i, I just like no nope, not a no nope. i've always thought about that like in relationships like romantic relationships how there are some people who like yell at each other and cuss each other out and you bitch and you whore and you this and then like a week later they're all together again like ew how like how mm-hmm. do you take that person back how are you not able to see that person for what they saw you as like they saw you mm-hmm. as a bitch as a whore or whatever like how weird I, I would never be able to get back with someone or a friendship right that you called me all these things like I think the relationship is over after that yeah, yeah. And I think that it's hard to, and the reason why I see it that way is like, I feel like for me, it's like really hard to imagine this person to mm. immediately like change, to, to have a whole 180 and yeah. immediately, right? Because for me, it's like when I have a boundary violation, I will tell you. And then the person is kind enough and, and aware enough to be like, now I know she does not like that. And they, mm. they really do their best not to do whatever it was. You know, like, you know, I had a friend that was always spanking me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not okay with that. I'm like, if I'm not vibing you like that, then don't. <laughs> if we're not in the bedroom, spe- don't spank yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't be spanking me like that, you know, like, and it was very like, it wasn't like a, hey girl, like just a little spank. It was like, she was doing it with some less lasciviousness behind it, right? Like she was like, your ass is fat, like, rah. And I was like, oh, like it's too, too much for me. Friend, you know and in and i and i gave her you know i gave her three tries you know i was like hey dude i, I really am uncomfortable when this happens please stop doing it mm-hmm. and second time it still didn't stop because she would do the boobage too, the boob squeeze oh no yeah She's such mm-hmm. a touchy friend so then i had to tell her again be like hey dude actually i get really triggered when this happens please like i, I told her again and third violation i fuck i never looked back the third time she went for your kuka the third time, <laughs> it was like ass and the boobs. What's left? <laughs> She's like, well, if she doesn't like her ass right. being grabbed. Maybe her boobs. And well, right. Maybe the cuckoo. <laughs> she was learning her boundaries. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was, was testing like, the oh, waters, dude. Yeah. Testing right. the waters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah. that's big. That's big. Yeah, yeah. Especially because yeah. you talked to her about it. Right. And then I and yeah. then hand hand with that would be just like like hitting, you know, like I don't like mm. friends that are like, estupida, pass, smack real hard <laughs> in your arm or punch you real hard in your arm or punch you in the back just because they're being playful. I'm like, girlfriend, that hurt. Keep, I'm, a, I'm about to hit but your ass like. <laughs> and Wendy just crossfit, so don't fuck with her. Keep your hands to hey, yourself. Wendy's buff. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knock your ass out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no. I think one of one of my one of the reasons I would cut off a friendship is like if it got disrespectful. You know, like thinking of a friendship specifically, like like yeah, if if I felt like my boundaries weren't respected or I felt like that that person was just disrespectful, I think that's enough for me to be like, hey, you know what? Like address it, but also like this isn't really someone that I that I want to be around because I do my best to respect people. Um, and I joke around a lot and I play around a lot and, you know, and I appreciate when if I play too much, someone's like, hey, you know, I, I don't like that or I don't get along yeah. like that. But yeah, when people are are just like disrespectful. Sounds like for the two of you, it's dis- disrespect, right? Somebody doing something you don't like and then you kind of let them know and they still keep doing it. So it's like that they have no boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. I think for me, too, it's like a non-negotiable. It's like. If we have a problem and we talk about it, right, I decide to say, okay, you know what, this is a problem. Let me talk about it. And they still don't do anything to change it. Then they literally disregarded your feelings of, you know, your, your, how you're feeling about that situation. They decided that it's still okay to keep continue to do it. So I think for me, just kind of like the three, the three, <laughs> there's only two of you, the two of you mentioned, like, who's the third? <laughs> no, but, um, would be that that type of that type of disrespect where it's like I literally just told you that I didn't like it that you spanked me you keep spanking me right or that mm-hmm. that you, that you mm-hmm. called me a name and that's not okay. Um, mm-hmm. One also non negotiable for me and this ne- has never happened to me but it's happened to a friend that I know. Like 
if that if you have a friend who starts hitting like on your partner, right? Oh, and then they oh, get no. really like really comfortable with your partner, and next thing you know, they're making plans to go out with your current partner, right? It's like what the fuck? Like that has never happened to me, but I feel like if that happened to me, I would be like, nope, nip that in the butt. Like for both people, mm -hmm. like first mm -hmm. of all. You're my best friend. What the hell are you doing? And you're my boyfriend. And what the hell are you doing? Because that 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 it's somebody who's kind of going uh, como se dice, like they're going behind your back, right? Doing these these shady things. So what else is this person doing? Actually, that's one of my non-negotiables, and I did cut somebody off with that because they would talk shit about me to other friends, and then they could come back and like take a trip with me and be super cool with me. And then my friend would be like, oh, this person said blah, blah, blah about you. I'd be like, what? Well, actually he said this about you too. And so it was just like intense. <laughs> también, chisme. How <laughs> uh -huh, well, actually, and you know, yeah. but like somebody who just goes behind your back and does things that it's yeah. not. It's like you, messy, messy shit. That's yeah, like how like, old are you? We're like fucking 30. Like, shit. yeah. What, what about, what about lies? Like a chronic a lie? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like chronic liar. That's a big like, one for me, dude. That one's a big one across the board. Like friendships, relationships. Um, I just, I, I can't. Because then I have to spend time figuring out like, or, or thinking through my brain right. will automatically like, was that a lie? Yeah. Or was that the truth? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's unnecessary. Completely unnecessary in my opinion. Like, and, if you feel like you got to lie to me all the time, then just don't be my friend. Like, yeah. I will be fine. I promise. Yeah. If you don't like me, well, then just tell me. I can maybe fix it. Maybe I can't. Right. But <laughs> don't don't lie to me. And that, that one actually did happen to me where this person, like, one time we were planning a trip. And then I said, I'm going to get my tickets. It's this place you had to get tickets for. And this person's like, no, don't worry. I'll get the tickets for you. And I was like, okay, cool. And then come the time I'm like, hey, did you get the tickets? Oh, no, they ran out of all the tickets. And yo, ah, Jean, like that sucks. And I'm like, well, that's cool. That happens. Later on, like months later, we're on vacation actually in another place. And this person starts telling the other person we're on vacation with like, oh my God, I can't wait to go to blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I thought you said the, there was no tickets. Oh, my coworker got us tickets. And I'm like, that's weird. And then later on, it turns out that no, that this person did get tickets for that place, but chose to lie to me saying que no, que no, no agarro tickets. But then this person went on this trip with this other person because they did get tickets to this place. It was oh. like a like a camping place where you had to get tickets. <laughs> they were uninviting you. In Basically, a, you know, but, lying but still going with the lie. Still going with the lie of like, no, es que my coworker got them from me. It's like, no, your fucking coworker. Did. You don't even have a coworker. Mm. You work at home. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that. But how would you feel if, if that person was like, actually, instead of saying the tickets sold out, they would tell you like, actually, uh, I decided to go with somebody else. And would you, I would, would be, you be? Mm, well, and the, well, the funny thing about that was that um, when this person was going to go, they were like, oh, let's let's all go. And I knew that at that place, you could only get two tickets at a time per like color. Right. So mm -hmm. that's why I said, I'll get my tickets. I don't know who my second person will be, but I'll figure it out. Um, mm. And this person was like, no, 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 don't worry. I'll get I'll get mm. the tickets for all of us. Oh, yeah. So then I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. so I literally didn't worry. Or else I would have woken up at six in the morning to call this place to try to get tickets. They sell two. So I would have figured out who the second person is or just, you know, cut taken mm -hmm. my losses of that extra ticket. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what I would be upset at the most, right? Like, I was going to get my own damn ticket and I didn't because you said mm -hmm. you would. And, and now you do got tickets, but you don't want me to go. Like, you don't yeah, want to and we don't even have like, to go together. Just let me get my own ticket. Yeah, like, because if you don't want to go with me, that's cool. I could go my own way. It's a hiking place. I can hike faster than you slower than you you know <laughs> so that wasn't the problem yeah. so the problem was the lie right and and this person mm -hmm. same thing they were like oh like oh so and so me cae bien gorda y luego they would go on a trip with la persona and be like pues no que te caía gorda and that's where I was like que, que no dirá de mi right like what is this person mm -hmm. saying about me si dice lo mismo de yeah. so and so um and so that's where you're just like okay that's kind of toxic um and so I don't yeah. know, man. I have grace. I have grace for the word. I don't even know if to call it this, but it, most people would see it as gossip. Mm. Um, and the reason why I have grace for that word gossip is because sometimes there's a it's, it's like a combination between processing and gossiping. Like somebody once told me that it's not mm. gossiping, it's processing. Because mm. I think if we view certain things as gossip, 
then we are less likely to share it when we're upset with anybody else, right? Because sometimes we need we need to talk to other friends about what's going on to see, again, like I said, Rosie's like the sounding board or the ground, the referee person. So I would tell her, this is happening. Am I seeing this okay? Or mm. is, you know, I'm looking for validation on whether or not I should be upset about something. So I think that, that it's, to me, when I think about gossip, I, I have some grace for it, a, a lot of grace for it, because sometimes it, it isn't gossiping and it's you processing Something that's happening with a friend, you know. So yeah, I, I my my line is a little blurry there with that yeah. one because I'm like, well, what is you know? Because we're we're social beings, right? We we're gonna want to talk about when something upsets us, and you're not always one hundred percent, not always gonna just go directly to the person, right? Mm-hmm. So I was gonna say, you know what's funny? Like to me, and this is stupid because it's literally the same word, just in a different language. So let me explain what I mean. To me, huh. gossip. Sounds like mean, right? Like it's unnecessary shit that you're mm-hmm. circling around, repeating whatever. You don't know if it's true or not. You're just like talking shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But chisme, which is the Spanish word for gossip, <laughs> feels like I'm chit-chatting with my friends, right? Like I'm into chisme. Like, like who's not into chisme? You know, it's like tea. Yeah, like who's not into chisme? Like Wendy, you won't guess who the who I saw. Guess who I saw? You be- yeah, yeah, like like I, I enjoy chisme, right, with friends, but oh, I guess yeah. it's like not malicious, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I when see, I think I of see. chisme, I think of like in a fun, like whatever. Okay, uh-huh. Uh like maybe maybe it's what you're referring to as processing, yeah. you know? Yeah. When I think of gossip, or maybe I think about it in the context of work. Like you're gossiping at work, it's like unnecessary, it's negative. It's and so I I know that's ridiculous because it's literally the same word translated, but right. but it makes sense. It I totally feel. makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I like that you put like the intention that comes behind it. Is it you like making an effort to process, or is it you spewing you know just a lot of toxicity and evil? Is about somebody else? Yeah. An example that comes to mind about the lying piece that I said earlier, like my, my I don't like liars. Is like people, like chronic liars are people that like set up, set up like um, meetings with you. Like you're, you're setting up for like a date, like a friend date. And, and you already know because this person has a history of lying. Like on the day of, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't go. My dog's sick. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. A, uh, I'm sorry. A, a, yeah. uh, a something really important came up and a family emergency, you know, yeah. like, and they're, they're like chronic excuse. They, they make up shit. And then and then I feel tied up because sometimes mm-hmm. they'll say like, "Oh, I'm sorry, my grandma's in the in in the in the fucking ER, right?" So then I feel tied up with your lie because it's a lie. Later I learn like, no, they lied to you. They just didn't feel like going. Yeah. I'm tied up by saying, "How's your grandma?" Right? How's your grandma doing? <laughs> you know, I'm like, bitch. <laughs> He's like, I don't even have a grandma. <laughs> Exactly. So then I'm like, yeah, I don't like that's that's one thing that's really annoying to mm-hmm. me is that if you just don't want to go, just say or that. If you don't. Yeah, exactly. Just say that. Even if it's on the day of you're like, hey, dude, or the day before and be like, hey, dude, I'm so sorry, but I really don't feel like going out. I want to just stay home. I will. And I respect that 100 percent more than you making up a lie yeah. about some sickness. It's still annoying, <laughs> but at least they're they're telling you the truth. Um, that and that yeah. recently actually happened to me. I was getting together with some colleagues, and then one of them, like a day before, two days before, she's like, "Oh, my dog is really sick and it's gonna die," and then I was like, "Oh, well, that sucks," you know. So I guess she wanted to spend more time with the dog, and then so the day of me and my other colleague, we still meet. And then this other person, we see her. I see her on Instagram having brunch with some girls. And I'm like, bitch, I thought your dog was dying. <laughs> you know, she's like, I felt better. So I decided to go out. And I was like, so why didn't you just come out with us? So like the original plan, why would new people? I think mm. she probably double booked or something. But I would rather her have yeah. said that like, hey, should I double booked? Or something better came up. These friends are funnier. Whatever. I don't care, right? But like, <laughs> but Pobre like perro. Pobre perro. Pobre perro. and I had never even seen her post about this dog. I was like, I didn't even know you had a dog. <laughs> I think. Perro. I think the worst is like I'm late to everything right so I I, Mm -hmm. if I think if I were to text my friend like hey I'm running behind 20 minutes they're like normal she always does it's okay but when people like oh I'll I'll meet you there at two and then it's like 159 and they're like oh hey I'm running late it's gonna be more like three I'm like okay cool and then oh actually it's gonna be like Mm -hmm. five it's gonna be like five o'clock um, because I have this other thing. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. But still, like, they're, they're intent on, like, I will make it. Like, I am going to make mm. it. Oh, and then at yeah. the end of the fucking show, they're like, well, actually, I can't make it. You what know, and I'm hell? like, fuck, dude. Like, me tienes como tu pendeja for three to five hours, That's like, cool. waiting two hours, two yeah. hours, two hours. 
And then like, I'm also not doing other shit that I wanted to do or that like I plan to do because mm. I'm waiting on you. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I'm waiting for you to show up. You needed to pick something up or we were supposed to hang out or whatever. Like I could have done something else with my day. Just tell me mm. like, yeah, tell me out the gate. Like, hey, I don't feel like going. Um, You know, I'm, I'm tired, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just yeah, those lies. So that those are non-negotiable for us. Clearly liars, right? Just just be upfront. Just say it how it is, right? Um, if you don't want me to go, tell me that. If you don't want to go out, tell me that. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, earlier Rosie had said something about, you know, how, you know, we have all kinds of friendships. And, you know, sometimes these non-negotiables might happen. And, and, and you know, you having a conversation about it is helpful. And and you think it's helpful, and then later you have friends that just completely ghost you after the conversation. I've had that. I had a friend that just ghosted me, and I was so hurt. You know, I was I was hurt about it. But then I I had to like come to a space, and this is just recently that I because this, this ghosting, this friendship ghosting happened like I think two years ago. But yeah, I think most recently, maybe within the last month, I had to come to a space and and accept that friendships have several like lengths. You know, it's like you have friendships mm-hmm. that you make over a summer and then you mm-hmm. just never reconnect with these people. Mm-hmm. And then you have friendships that might might have been a few like few months, a few weeks or just a week when you were out, you know, in a trip or at a training, you know. And then um, then you have like those really long ones that Marisol was talking about, right? Like ever since she was a child, she's had these friends, right? So I think that I'm I'm in a space now that where I'm kind of understanding that friendships are going to come and go. Mm-hmm. So that that's totally gonna happen too, right? It's like us learning that certain friendships are are they have they're they're limited. <laughs> they have an expiration date. They have an, yeah, expiration, have an expiration date, date. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that's that's fine. You know what I mean? Like not all your friendships are gonna be there forever. I think mm. different friendships kind of serve a different purpose in your life, right? Because you know, when when it's a friendship that just kind of fizzles out, like you still have positive memories of that person. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay with certain friendships fizzling out. But there are others that I, you know, work to make sure that they don't fizzle out. Right. And it is work. Mm -hmm. It is work because it's so easy to get caught up in your own stuff and to not like, you know, poke your head out of the bubble like, oh, you know, I should check on on my people. Oh, sure. And I think that's also okay, right? Like to have friendships that maybe you don't talk to every day, like this friend, you don't talk all day, every day, or every week. Um, last night, actually, I went out with one of my friends, and I hadn't seen her since my housewarming party. So that was September. That's like six months ago. And we'll text here and there, but not not a lot. But it just, she when she came on, she was like, I was so excited to come because I haven't seen you in so long. And I'm like, I know. And it's like those friendships that you don't need that constant reassurance of like every week that we need to talk. Like we can just pick up right where we left off and it's completely normal and it's completely okay because we also understand that like Rosie I think you had mentioned their priorities change right like you know they they have a family or they want to create a build a family and so it's okay to not have to connect every week and you can still have that friendship and continue to you know cultivate and maintain that friendship and it's also okay to grieve a friendship too mm-hmm. um I know I had a friend since we were in preschool and then it just it, it just it just did it in college. There was just a lot of shit happening and, you know, her boyfriend didn't like me and, you know, and she chose her boyfriend and that happened and that sucked. And even now I still say things about her like, oh, yeah, I remember one time when I was little, this person introduced me to so and so. And I and I appreciate her for that because she introduced me to a lot of things like music. A lot of the reason why I like certain music is because she introduced me to like Led Zeppelin and mm. like Pink Floyd, you know, all these this these these great artists that I'm that when I hear them I'm like I kind of think of her and and Mm. whether she did something that was really bad or not like I still appreciate the times that I had with her because she did shape me to be who who I am right for sure so in closing what are some final messages that you two have for our podcast listeners well I would say text those friends that you appreciate and tell them tell them you appreciate them Mm. I would say love on your friends you know, like your friends, um, some of them have been riding with you through some really like difficult times. And then some of them are maybe new and, and, you know, don't know you on that level yet. But just like love on your friends. Friendships are so important. I think especially as an adult, like having lived through the pandemic these last two years, you know, like the support system, even though remote was, I think, very important for a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, myself included. So love on yeah. your people. 
Mm-hmm. And when your amiga se pasa, tell them. <laughs> yeah. tell, tell your amiga, like, hey, you know, I'm going Exactly. I'm going to No, but, but you definitely, I would say, make an effort to exercise boundaries, right? And and say, hey, this happened, and and I, I feel this, this way about it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, ladies. It's been so fun to make this episode and hoping for the next one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Woo! Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you everyone for joining us for today's topic. Special thanks to our audio editor and producer HG from Beat Farm Productions. Hasta la próxima and remember to join us next time by tuning in with your amigas to Spilling La Sopa. La sopa.